Welcome to I'd Rather Stay In, the podcast for cozy introverts. We're your hosts, Steffi Predmore and Megan Myers. This week's episode, Holiday Movies. Hey, Megan. Hey, Steffi. So, not too long before we hopped on to record, I was scrolling on the Instagrams, and I saw that um, Kristen Bell had posted a few posts today. (laughs) So I watched them. And it was this series of videos that she took of her and Dax having a marital dispute the other day. And so I should preface that they are my favorite celebrity couple, like, hands down. I kind of have a crush on both of them. (laughs) But I also love them because they're just very normal human beings. And they bicker all the time. And for some reason, I fucking love that. And... Dax was really annoyed because he was claiming that Kristen and the girls keep stealing all of his toiletries. And so he bought a fireproof safe, like you would put like your passport and your birth certificate in to store his toiletries in, in the bathroom. Like one of those ones with a little handle. Yeah, the handle and like a key that locks it. (laughs) So that, as he put it, the chimpanzees I live with can't steal my shit. (laughs) And so she was, like, filming him, like, opening up the safe. And at one point, like, he kept calling it the toiletry safe. And at one point, she was like, wait, 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 wait. What is this actually called? Is this actually called a toiletry safe? He's like, no, that's ridiculous. No one would buy that. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like, the the first video was like seven minutes. And then... It's him just, like, putting his shit in the safe of ranting about how they steal all of his stuff. And then, the, fir- the like, there was, like, four parts to this. Because then later, he was, like, putting it in the bathroom and, like, talking about how he has, like, half of a drawer and Kristen has four drawers. And why do we have so many towels? And she's, like, because four people live in this house. There's only four towels. What is happening? It was just like a whole thing. I was just peeing my pants. I was laughing so hard because they're nor they seem like normal people. Except for the part where she was like he was talking about how this bottle of I think it looked like it was like rubbing alcohol or something like that was mostly empty and he was like, Well, can we do something about that? She was like, No, I need that to take off my wig. So it was pretty normal except for the I need to take off my wig statement. <laughs> But the rest of it was just absolutely normal married couple things. And I love them. I have some questions about what are these magical unicorn products that Dex Shepard is using that he thinks are so precious because he's a man. (laughs) Tweezers and nail clippers and apparently his hairbrushes. And I, girl, (laughs) oh, also at one point, he was like going through the drawer he's like why do why is so much of your stuff in the drawer and he like pulled out this box of q-tips and she was like i am not the only one in this house that uses q-tips and then he went on a rant about how he only uses a q-tip every like two weeks and so he only uses 24 q-tips a year and then 
literally like 15 minutes later, she caught him in the bathroom using a Q-tip. <laughs> and she was like, I caught you! So, but also apparently he must always have like 10 extra tubes of toothpaste on hand at all times. It's just like full-size toothpaste? Yeah. They had like six extra in the drawer and he was like, yeah, this is getting down. This is too low. I think I need to go restock. No. I mean, is is there like a tooth emergency? Well, that's what she was like. Who do you think is coming for you? (laughs) (laughs) It's a really bad history with the tooth fairy. Oh my God. I was seriously could not stop laughing. It was so funny because it sounded so much like arguments that happen in this house. In in which case, Alex is Dax and I am Kristen. So, anyway, that was if you if anyone just wants a very like normal celebrity couple to follow, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard, thousand (laughs) percent. So anyway, that was that was my little share for the evening. How are you? (laughs) Uh, I'm good. I have not watched anything that entertaining in a while <laughs> yes, well, i bet you're gonna hop off recording here and go look for it and watch it i will have to but it might be gone by then who knows oh well it's on her feed so it wasn't in her stories oh see but i That's do that she does have some story highlights that i will occasionally go back and rewatch. she has this there's an entire or at least there used to be an entire story highlight on when they got their like adjustable bed <laughs> it was it's pretty hilarious not gonna lie so i very easily entertained by their instagram accounts <laughs> it's it's fine what's new with you um hmm i can't talk about that thing because it's not happening yet so <laughs> Megan has a secret. I <laughs> talk about it. And we'll talk about it soon. Um, not buying a house. It's not that big. She already did that. But yeah, <laughs> I am not pregnant. We'll just, she's not just pregnant. Knock no. that one out of there. <laughs> That's never going to be the secret. No, podcast. absolutely not. Bob asked me the other day something about like, I don't know if you just watched a movie where someone had a baby or whatever the deal was. He's like, you want to have another baby? Like jokingly, obviously, because. Uh, we can't have any babies <laughs> we took care of that and i was like no that sounds horrible also that's why i'm friends with steffi i can just borrow her baby right. and give her back right you get to be the cool aunt this time yeah like you don't have to deal with it exactly like that's there's a there's some definite benefits to being like the cool aunt and uncle yes so i can drop her off you can get a baby fix, and then you send her on back. Yeah. The only other thing that I have going on is that I've been, like, very slowly buying things for the house that we mm-hmm. needed. And so they've been trickling in. Um, and so I got my new rug for the porch, and I got a new light for our bathroom. But the mirror for the bathroom hasn't come yet, so it's got a new light, but the old mirror... <laughs> it's only halfway there yes and also i tried to clean the bathtub today Mm. because the people who used to live here are disgusting basically and Mm. like never cleaned anything and i hurt my wrist trying to clean the bathtub (laughs) that's why i don't clean i know like i normally don't but we haven't gotten a cleaner here 
<laughs> so you're like, so, I have to clean myself. It sucks. Yes. I hire a cleaner. I am not ashamed of that. I regret, I absolutely recommend that to anybody oh, yeah. who has the money to do that. Oh, yeah. We have a cleaning lady, too. She, I absolutely. It They're saves amazing. my sanity. Also, yes. well, we'll talk more about my, we'll, t- we'll, we'll talk more about that on enjoy at the end. <laughs> we'll circle back we'll circle back to this so you guys know we love a good holiday movie so we're gonna we're back to talk about them again we talked about cheesy holiday movies last year but this time we're gonna talk about it with one of our favorite guests that's right you guys know her as our resident skincare expert but she's also a holiday movie aficionado please welcome back our friend Ade Olilinka. Hi, everyone. How are you doing? Hi, ladies. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. I'm so excited to be here. You know, I, I'll, I'm i sure skincare will come up, but today it's all about Christmas. <laughs> it is all about Christmas. This is just like the, the 20th step in our plan to get you to just be like um, <laughs> fixture on the podcast. It's fine. Amazing. It's fine. So our listeners do know you from our skincare episodes. Uh, guys, if you have not listened to those, they're excellent, full of awesome information. But you are a woman of many talents and passions, one of which is Christmas movies. So please tell us about your podcast, Five Tree Christmas. Yeah, so I, uh, a few years ago, uh, got really into Christmas movies. It's actually funny. I, I've, I've been thinking about this a lot recently, that it hasn't been that long that I've been super into this genre. I didn't grow up watching it. My parents don't watch these movies. Um, so it's it's been a pretty new thing for me. But just last year, I... I took my love of Christmas movies to the next level and I decided to kind of start talking about them with people and and uh, well mostly with myself um, and so you know I I try my very hardest um, to watch every single release from Hallmark and Lifetime uh, so that's seven every weekend once the once the uh, season picks up and then uh, I just talk about them I, I give a little review and every once in a while I have people on just to chat about movies and Christmas and and how their jobs look on movies and TV. So that's that's the general gist of Five Tree Christmas. Yeah, Steffi and I are going to be making a special appearance on your podcast very soon. So be sure to subscribe. We'll be sure to put a link in our show notes. But while we're on the topic of the podcast, how and why exactly did you decide to start a podcast all about those cheesy Christmas movies? Yeah, um, so I would say... Uh, maybe three years ago, four years ago, I made a post on Facebook and I was just like, yay, it's cheesy Christmas movie season. I feel like, like it was whichever year A Christmas Prince came out. It was the year of a first Christmas Prince. So that would have been, that's like four Christmas ago because they've had three back-to-back movies and this year they don't have one. So oh that's gosh, that's the year it. that this kind of like all started. And I just, I just randomly posted on Facebook like, yay. And the the comments of that post became like an informal discussion thread <laughs> about every movie that was coming out. And it was kind of crazy. The next year, I I got super sick, I think, um, right around the time the movies were really picking up. So I sat on the couch, actually I was in bed, writing, working my dissertation, and watched probably 50 movies that year. 
Um, and uh, we that's the year we started a Facebook group. And then last year, I was I was encouraged by my friends to just kind of start a podcast. And I kind of did it on the down low. I didn't want people to know that I was experimenting. You know, I wasn't sure if it was something I was really going to do. Um, so I just kind of started it. I got the Instagram handle, got the Facebook handle, got the <laughs> started like recording a little bit um, and had probably two or three episodes up before I told most of my friends <laughs> just to, you know, get comfortable with it. But I just really wanted I, I had a lot of thoughts about them. I, I watched you know, 50, one year, 70 the next year, 80 something, 90 something next year. This year I'm on track. I've already watched almost 40. So I, I take in a lot of these movies. And when you take in that many, you have thoughts, you know, so I thought I would just uh, share share my thoughts with whoever felt like listening. So when we talked about cheesy Christmas movies last year, you had started the podcast. Yeah. And we mentioned your Christmas movie classification system, which mm-hmm. I feel like needs a formal name that you you need to like trademark a formal name here. But I absolutely need you to share more information with our listeners on that because we just sort of breezed over it. So yeah. we need to hear how this came to be. For sure. So, you know, I again, I was deep into these movies. This was probably mm, I don't I don't remember if it was if this was 2 or 3 years ago. Um, but I was deep into them and my sister and I were just having a conversation about how, you know, the typical joke that we all make like they're all the same. Ha ha ha. Woman goes to small town, falls in love, finds Christmas magic. Um, and as we were having this discussion, I was like, yeah, there's just like one. And then I and then I was like, wait, wait, but there's like one, there's like this other one. And there's this other one. And I was like, wait, there's actually, you know, yes, they there are they are formulaic, they are, you know, predictable. However, there is kind of a lot more nuance than I had even thought. And so I actually think literally on a napkin, I wrote out like, okay, here here are a few. How how could you group them? You know, I've been on the I've been on the show before, so most people here know that, you know, I spent a lot of my life, five and a half years of my life being trained to think really analytically. And so I just really wanted to be able to say, like, here is the structure. This is what we're talking about here. And so I I wrote it out and I've, I've refined it a little bit every year uh, over time to to four-ish types of movies with some sub subcategories. Um, you know, one is the typical kind of movie that we talk about, right? A woman has, you know, she's like works too hard and she goes to a small town and falls in love or she something magical happens to her and she falls in love or she's just like working really hard right like oh like I have to like really climb the corporate ladder and you know she has a mean boss and whatever (laughs) and this guy like helps her and she falls in love and and that's kind of what I call the type one um you know just just like a woman working too hard something shakes up her life and and she falls in love and discovers the true meaning of Christmas and and family and love so that's the first type. The second type is like, I'm headed home, right? Think of like a holiday engagement, which I always have to say is not a Christmas movie. Um, it is a Thanksgiving movie. <laughs> it is a Thanksgiving movie. It happens at Thanksgiving, um, but it's a classic. Um, think of a holiday in handcuffs, right? The the, the really good one with uh, Melissa Joan Hart and uh, Mario Lopez. Uh, side note, I just have to say it here. There, she's directing Mario Lopez in a movie this year called Feliz Navidad. He's a dad. <laughs> it's just like, uh, I just can't believe that somebody let this happen. But anyway, um, so like those are the kinds of movies, right? Like, uh, so uh, ho- holiday engagement and you know, ho- 
whatever, home in handcuffs or whatever, um, holiday in handcuffs, where somebody's going home, but they're single and like they're super sad about being single. So they do one of two things. They either rent or steal, like kidnap somebody to be their partner at home, or they like get home and they're like, oh, I'm so single and sad. And then they run into their old friend or their old boyfriend and, and they fall in love. And so that's like, I call that one just like single and going home, right? And then the last major category is the the screw right like there's a scroogey dude or a scroogey lady they just like hate christmas and then they find somebody who just like it's obsessed with christmas and you know they learn that christmas is actually secretly awesome and they fall in love and then the last type i would say is i kind of it's kind of a lump sum category it's just like save christmas like something's jeopardizing christmas the parade or like santa's workshop or something right something is jeopardizing christmas and uh the our our core team has to team up to, to save it. Um, and they fall in love in the process. What a surprise, usually. Um, so so those are kind of the, the four <laughs> <laughs> the four types that I came up with. And, and I'm still refining it. And sometimes things don't quite fit in. But you'd be surprised how many movies fit in very nicely into one or, or sometimes two of those categories. And you say, surprise, they fall in love, but also surprise, they probably don't kiss until the last 30 seconds of the movie. <laughs> you know, it's it's becoming more and more common, even on Hallmark, that they kiss like at the midpoint of the movie. I don't know if they're just like trying to modernize or I, I don't know what's it's going so on. Scandalous. But it, it, no, genuinely, it shocks me. Like, you know, I'm I'm a 31 year old woman. I've seen people kiss. I've kissed people myself. It shouldn't be shocking. But these movies are so formulaic that like every time it's not like one hour and 58 minutes into the movie and they kiss, I'm like genuinely taken aback. Like, I'm like hit my you sister. You like, like end up texting. I'll get a... <laughs> Can you believe it? They I'll kiss. i text from you and you'll be like, I'm scandalized. They kiss and it's only 30 minutes in. It's I'm crazy. Like, oh it's crazy. And I experienced my first movie. They didn't kiss recently. I, I, my first movie ever. They didn't kiss at all? They didn't kiss at all. I think it was COVID related, but it made me real oh. mad. It made me real mad. And my, <laughs> they might have filmed it like early in COVID when we weren't sure like if you could. But their faces are super close, right? So I don't know. I don't know. It's just no one can explain it to me. Whatever. Hmm. <laughs> could like angle it so it looks like they're kissing at least. Megan, you should have been there to help them out because they, <laughs> they effed it up. We were, uh, I had to stay at a hotel this past weekend, and um, I don't normally have cable, so I was flipping the channels, and Hallmark obviously had a Christmas movie on, and it was like 8.59, mm-hmm. and they were like standing on a roof, and I'm like, they're going to kiss, and my son was like, no, gross, I'm like, they're going to kiss, and the movie's almost over, they have to kiss, <laughs> and as soon as they kiss, the credits started rolling. It's the way to do it, it's what we expect. That's right. <laughs> oh, so after you've watched all of these movies, mm-hmm. do you really prefer these Hallmark slash Lifetime Christmas movies or the more classic, like not so cheesy ones? You know, I I think I'd like them all. And that's a genuine answer. Um, over time, I've come to realize that my siblings and I are uh, potentially weird because we just take in media as it is. Um, and for the for the most part, um, 
there there are exceptions to that rule like i can't stand so far emily in paris there are things that i've like started and not finished right but for the most part i mean i'm i'm a lover of things that end up at the oscars and i'm a lover of the fast and furious movies right and and um and i love cheesy romantic comedies and i love you know christmas movies that make me cry and i love christmas movies that make me laugh i everything i i, I take it uh I take them at what they're at, at face value, at what they're offering, um, and so uh, I think often people will say, like, "How can you say like I'm trying to think of a movie I've seen lately that in theaters, right?" Um, but how can you how can you rate this as an eight um, and it's like an Oscar winner? And how can you know? And then you also rate some Hallmark Christmas movie eight out of ten, and it's like a Hallmark Christmas movie, and it's because you know I'm taking them for the genre that they're in. So I, I think. Um, there's room for all of it in the world with as many channels running 24 seven as we have. Right. Um, and, and that, you know, we should appreciate things at the, at the level at which they're offering us. Right. You, you wouldn't compare a children's book to Nietzsche and say like, wow, they really didn't explore like the philosophical, you know what I mean? Like, like, (laughs) like you take it at the level that it's giving something to you and you try to find meaning and, and enjoy, enjoy it. Um, where, where it's where it's speaking. So um, I, I think I genuinely uh, I find myself laughing. I just today was finishing a movie before I headed to the gym, and I I just kept I said to myself out loud, which is rare that I, I can sit in the house alone all day and not utter a word out loud. But I said out loud to myself, you know that w- this is so cheesy, but I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. You know, it, it ended on such a cheesy note, but. I, I really appreciate that uh, they make you squirm and they make you one. I, I always wonder, what are these actors thinking? Do you think they like love being in the genre? Do you think they hate it? Like, I, I, I just can't, you know, I, I can't disparage it just because it's it's a uh, low budget. I take it for what it's giving me. I actually wish that more people had that philosophy about the media that they consume because I get really annoyed when people are like, so overly intellectual about the media that they consume yeah like i can absolutely get nerdy about things but sometimes i'm like i just want to watch something dumb and enjoy it yeah i mean my sister says this all the time about the movie the holiday um it's like one of the one of people's favorite uh rom-coms and christmas movies i think it's like probably one of the the most popular ones. I don't know. That's just making an uninformed guess there. Um, but she says one of the things that's great about this movie is that it asks nothing of its viewers. And she says that jokingly, but also with entire, with like an entire, she's serious, right? Like you don't, you don't come to this movie because you're like, want to think and be moved. And like, you're just enjoying Jude Law and Cameron Diaz fall in love. And like, it's yeah. cute, right? And it's not asking you to think too hard about like life because like life is hard enough and, and you just wanna put it, if, if I wanted to think hard about life, I'd put on like the family stone, right? <laughs> like, but I'm not, I'm putting on the holiday. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, I, I think that's in, that's important. And, and it, it reminds me of, I don't know if um, y'all heard this, but I think it was like Scorsese or like one of those, maybe several of them around the same time, several of these like old timey, you know, highbrow uh, directors and, and producers were disparaging the Marvel movies. And it just really makes me upset because first of all, the same actors that, that act in your movies act in these movies. And, and there's like 
there's nothing wrong with them, you know, like doing different kinds of work. Um, and and the, there, are, there are directors and crews and, and people being, um, you know, given their livelihoods through this, this, uh, this industry. So like, what's it to you that these people get to work, right? First of all, mm-hmm. but also like, we don't expect your movies to make a billion dollars, right? Like, we're we're still going to appreciate your movies, even though they're small art house films, right? We're getting something from them, just the way that we're being entertained by Marvel. Um, and and so there, I I just really believe there's room for all of it. Um, at least in my life, there is, and and I and I think people can enjoy media more um, if you can just have an open mind and, and meet meet authors and and creators and and um, actors and you know the whole industry where they're at. Yeah, what makes a movie really rewatchable? And speaking in this Christmas movie genre, what makes a movie really rewatchable? What are things that we love to see in a Christmas movie? I, I have a hard time answering this question. I, I, I'm trying to think, you know, through what are the movies that I like to watch the most? In fact, today uh, I follow this Instagram account. <laughs> it's called Hunks of Hallmark. And they literally just <laughs> every day post a picture. It's one of the most popular like Christmas slash Hallmark account. I mean, they have like 50,000 followers or something crazy like that. Um, they have more followers than some of the Hallmark actors, to be clear. <laughs> like, they have a lot of followers. Um, and and they posted a picture of a guy from Mingle All the Way, uh, which is one of my favorites from, I think, 2018 is the year it came out. And I cannot tell you what I love about that movie. It's a formulaic plot. It's like a type two movie that's a fake, fake partner story. And it's like nothing special, but I love it. I watch it every year. I watched it like in July. I watched it in like September. Like I just like watch it at random. I keep it on my DVR at all times, um, and I just like watching it. And and I and and then there are some movies that I like to watch because, um, you know, they're comfortable, they're familiar, they're like an old blanket. Princess Diaries is one of those. Like I love watching that movie. It it asks very little of me, <laughs> like to use my sister's terminology, and it's just familiar. Um, and then so I I think there's something about like the magic of connecting with a movie. Maybe it's like where you watched it the first time. Maybe it's like just the memory of who you watched it with. Um, For me, that's what I feel about Christmas Chronicles. Like it's really not one of my favorite movies. Uh, Apologies to my best friend, Kathleen. Um, I know she loves it, but it's really not one of my favorites, but I watched it with like a lot of my friends. Um, You know, we had like a group gathering. (laughs) What a foreign concept in 2020, but we had a big group party and and sat down and watched this kids movie together. And now it's one of of my favorites, right? Because in the memory so I think with every movie it's something different um but there there's got to be something magical about it whether it's how you watched it where you watched it something you connect to in the movie um it can be a lot of things yeah I always feel like for me I really need chemistry between the leads but not even just the leads like all of the actors Like if there's, if their chemistry is off, like even if the leads are great and they have great chemistry, but the other actors, the like supporting actors, the chemistry isn't there, like with the whole cast, it's not as fun of a watch for me. It doesn't make me want to come back to it. But when the whole cast just seems to really click, then it's much more fun to come back and rewatch. Yeah. I always like the ones that definitely have, like, intentional humor in them Mm -hmm. as well. Not necessarily, like, 
bad Santa. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, there are certain of the certain ones that are the Hallmark Lifetime movies that are just, like, have no comedy in them whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's just not real life. Mm-hmm. Like, they feel weird to me because it, they're trying to depict, like, you know, people out in the world. I'm like, but they're not funny. And if they're trying to be telling jokes or whatever, it's, like, in a weird, mm-hmm. gross way. I don't know. Not, like, gross, but hard to explain um it doesn't feel natural mm -hmm. basically you know yeah i'm 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 gonna revise my answer a little bit like i still stand by everything i said (laughs) but i also when you said when you said comedy it made me realize that one of my favorite like three of my favorite movies in the last couple years two turtle doves holly and ivy and uh the christmas bow are all super sad, at least from from Hallmark, right? They're, they're they're like not super sad. That's maybe going too far, but they like deal with with uh, issues of grief, of loss, of of you know just heavier things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've really enjoyed them. I think uh, Hallmark movies and mysteries, where all three of these movies aired, actually is kind of at its best a little bit when they're trying to do this. And sometimes they crash and burn, but with these three, they really, I think they soared. And so I think uh, maybe there's something to that for for me at least, <laughs> like a, a little bit depressing. <laughs> You just want to be just oh, be a sad. little depressed. I want to feel the feels, you know? Feel the feels. I, like, I mean, I want to feel the feels, but for, for me, like, at Christmas time, I just want to be happy. You're not the only one that said that to you. I don't know what's wrong with me. Fix me! Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely a little bit of both, though. Like, yeah. Because I, I love, like, I love going back and rewatching, like, A Christmas Prince, which is oh. just goofy right bonkers Um, bonkers completely bananas (laughs) but then i also absolutely fell in love with klaus last year Mm. and i cry every time i watch that movie so i'm definitely split there's some movies that i just i watch and i want to feel the feels and cry it's like like watching coco Mm -hmm. i Mm -hmm. absolutely it is my maybe my all-time favorite pixar movie and i sob at the end of it every single time and i'm such a masochist because i know i'm gonna cry but i still love it so much so i don't know i mean yeah yeah, i think it says something about connecting right like uh so i I, maybe i'm revising to go back to my first answer That different different things can make us remember and connect, but but it yeah. but it has to yeah. have that. Um, it has to have that. I don't know what it made me connect to a Christmas Prince, but like, I gave that a million out of five stars. Like, it's, it's so good. It's, I do I I do like that Steffi said that that one was like just bonkers crazy. And we all really enjoy it. Like, I really enjoy the really bonkers crazy ones. Yes. Like, they know what they're about, mm-hmm. and they're not afraid to like be crazy. Yeah, like, like the the Christmas Prince ones and. Princess Switch, and I'm even gonna throw like even though this one wasn't as bonkers crazy, I really love the spirit of Christmas last yes, the Christmas <laughs> ghost one. That, that is mega crazy, but my, also like, I loved it. It we might be I might be the only the- person that doesn't like it. <laughs> like, I, don't, oh God. I don't connect. I don't. Know I would it. absolutely rewatch because it's so weird. Also, you've I, never I, wanted I, a ghost to fall in love with you. I was actually genuinely <laughs> frightened a little bit when I watched it the first time, which probably didn't. <laughs> didn't help <laughs> i was like wait this christmas movie is scary 
I haven't I haven't watched um because there's there's one that just came out this weekend mm-hmm. this past weekend that we are recording and I recorded it on the DVR and it's about a time traveler and mm-hmm. I haven't watched it yet but I it gave me very like spirit of Christmas vibes um and so I was like obviously I'm gonna record this one to watch oh there so. are a lot of great time jokes in it I haven't finished it yet but a lot of Perfect. great like time ooh time will exciting. tell. Oh, good. That means that's one that Megan and I should watch together. Perfect. Excellent. I think it's... So we also watched um, that really bad ghost one last year. Oh, yeah. With, like, the ghost dad. Oh, ghost dad was terrible. It was oh, my so goodness. so bad. It was not, like, Bill Cosby ghost dad. It was, like... No, it was one A we ghost were, dad with... Was, oh, yeah, I remember. One, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, Yes, and I don't know, because it was one of those, so we were uh, in, we were all in Austin for our company conference, and we were, like, stuffing swag bags, and so we just turned on the TV, and I can't remember if Megan or me, we t- one of us turned on Lifetime, I, th- I think it was on Lifetime, and obviously it was Christmas movies, and we weren't really paying attention, but then we, like, realized as we were sort of half-watching this movie that this dad is a ghost and then we all became very invested in it but i still don't know i couldn't tell you what the movie was called just i don't remember what it was called either however he was like creepily watching his wife fall in love with another person (laughs) i remember you talking about (laughs) so bad i'm gonna try to find the name of it so ghosts are not all encompassing is what we're saying yeah we are we don't love we don't love all Christmas ghosts. We just love right. some Christmas ghosts. I also want to say that I consider like the first, at least the first two Harry Potter movies as Christmas movies. Hmm. That's fair. Okay. I think because they came out at Christmas. And so I just always associate them as Christmas movies. Well, and I think that both of those books and movies, all of... Uh, Many of the books have a lot of plot that takes place around Christmas, but I think those two in particular really like the movies focus in on the plot that happens over Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so there's a bigger portion of the movie, like I would say probably proportionally compared to the others, where you like Christmas is a thing. Right. And it's not like in Deathly Hallows where Christmas is a thing but then the snake comes out of the a dead woman in the middle of Christmas <laughs> like <laughs> just really disrupts the Christmas spirit there it's really um, harsh in the vibe mm, yeah so I, I can see how I can see how you would how you would consider those to be Christmas movies yeah hmm. I'm not so I'm not arguing with that what have been, we kind of, kind of started to touch on this a little bit, but mm-hmm. what have been our favorite holiday movies that have come out in the last couple of years? And which ones were just terrible? Like, we just talked about Ghost Dad was terrible. Ghost Dad was terrible. What was that one, Ade, this year that you and I were texting while we were watching? Who was on Lifetime? Oof. I'll, I'll open up my spreadsheet, but... Um, I, you I'll gave s- it a one. The I, craft one? Oh, yes! a, a crafty Christmas romance. A crafty Christmas. I accidentally texted that, but I think it was a Freudian slip. It was truly a terrible movie. Let me just preface this by saying, 
that like lifetime is having and, and i and i really do believe this is covid related they're having some significant sound issues this year like suit like it it feels like you're watching a foreign language film that's been dubbed like that's how bad the sound issues are <laughs> like the, they just don't yeah, match yeah, up and then and then you add that to like a very poorly executed plot with um with bad acting and bad chemistry and not, he looks like her just, dad like he looks yeah. like her dad he so. looks like he could be her dad yeah he looks significantly older than her but the problem with that movie a crafty christmas romance or a crappy christmas romance whatever you want to call it um it's i think what you, you said when we were texting about it was that it wasn't just the chemistry was bad they had like anti-chemistry yeah it was it, like they actively hated each other it, honestly it, it kind of seemed, seemed like the actors hate each other and you know, if the actors ever happen to listen to this, and they're like, but we love each other. Well, then you need to figure that out because <laughs> it seemed on screen like they just genuinely didn't like each other. Yeah. And so it was one of those where I, I watched like seven minutes of it and I was like, I can't. This is so bad. And the dialogue was really terrible. And I w- the plot was really bad boring yeah i i was gonna say something about the plot too so this is becoming uh, unfortunately in my opinion a more common plot i might have to make it its own thing soon if it keeps happening but but it's like it's called i call it like the the scavenger hunt right now i'm just kind of putting it where it belongs in other of my plot type categories but this is becoming more of a thing where they're just like here's an item that we found i wonder who used to own it let's do a scavenger hunt to find the person that used to own it. And then like this whole movie is about them like finding the person who owns this item. And it's not interesting. Like we don't care about the item. They don't do enough in any of these movies, I would argue, but particularly in this one, they're like, they find some coin. I think it's like a priceless coin that a little girl sent to Santa like 50 years ago during world war two. And you're just like, who cares about this effing coin? Like, keep it sell it like who cares (laughs) like it's like it's just it's not interesting to watch people look for someone and so like i think at its core it started off from like a place where it was always going to be a problem and then all these little details only made it worse um i don't know and i'll also say that like just to kind of broadly answer the question i mean there are a lot of probably perfectly fine movies with really long titles but lately lifetime and hallmark are giving movies these like incredibly long titles and then the movie's just like not that interesting so time for you to come home for christmas never seen a man in it never kiss a man in a christmas sweater um time for you to come home for christmas time for us to come home for this is truly a thing I, <laughs> there are three of them now and so like i don't know like i just feel like this year yes i'm enjoying myself um but the, but they're really having trouble all channels finding their footing except for maybe lifetime this year i I don't my best guess again knock on wood for them is that it's covid related but this year hasn't been nearly as good as as previous years some of my favorites christmas prince we've talked about that like it's like a bonkers a bonkers world but um it's it's a lot of it's a lot of fun um i really liked like operation christmas drop this year um i really liked uh some of the sad ones, the Christmas bow. The CGI gecko. The CGI gecko was trash, and Netflix should apologize to its viewers for it. 
I stand by that. <laughs> it was like, first of all, it's it's not even a real plot point. It's like it's like not necessary no, it's not. to tell the story. So yes. like why yes. do it? I don't know if they gave it to some like intern to be like, hey, like we need this gecko. <laughs> and then now they they fired them, which is unjust because like they shouldn't have assigned it to that intern in the first place. So justice for that intern. Because it's like truly terrible. Um, <laughs> I I liked the movie, but I, I did not like that. I don't know. There I I'm pretty generous. I'm I think I've been harder harsher this year, but there've also been there's less good material this year. Um generally speaking, I like I just like the genre. I like Christmas. I I don't know. I was a fan of like the couple Hanukkah movies last year, so that was that was good. I don't know. I'm I'm enjoying myself. I broadly enjoy myself, but a lot of a lot of potential favorites. I'll stop there. You really enjoyed Jingle Jangle. I loved Jingle Jangle. I I That was really cute. I think that, you know, it, on on so many levels it's really special. That's another movie that's like, okay, it takes place at Christmas, but is it a Christmas movie? Like, who knows? Um probably not. It's just like happens at Christmas. Um, but I'd say, you know, it has all the makings of a great children's movie, um, and a great story. You know, it's, it's about rediscovering faith in yourself. It's about family and connection. It's, and it's, you know, I I think in a similar way to Black Panther, which is saying a lot maybe, but in a similar way to Black Panther, um, it makes a world where where black people can be the leads of a movie approachable to all people and like i i love movies i love the i love the genre right but like when you scroll through my instagram it's a sea of white faces right it's just like standard looking jc penny catalog white looking girl with like standard looking jc penny catalog white guy and like will they fall in love yes right like it's like so refreshing to have a movie that um features the world of blackness in in like a really in a genre that i love and in a way that like people i think um, from who from all walks of life and of all races will just enjoy coming to see this movie and and see blackness in a positive way uh, on, on their TV screen. So that that was it was so it's such a good movie and it's also an important movie. Um, so I can't say enough uh, good things about Jingle Jangle. Yeah, it was really cute. I watched it over the weekend and um, I was I was watching it while I was finishing up. Eden's Christmas stocking so like I wasn't super like I was watching it but I wasn't able to just like fully devote my attention to it but I want to I actually want to watch it again because um it's a really it's a really beautiful movie that's true um it's very similar to like I really loved like I said I really loved Klaus last year mm-hmm. um and I loved the the story and just so many things about that movie and I but I really loved how beautiful it was the animation I think is just really beautiful mm-hmm. and I feel that same way about Jingle Jangle the colors are beautiful the costumes are beautiful the sets are beautiful yeah um so I want to I want to watch it again when I'm actually like really paying attention to the screen because it's there's so much to look at the you talked a lot in your um, podcast review of it you talked about the hair is gorgeous mm-hmm. um so yeah i it was it's highly recommend that one 
I was going to say just Noel I from Disney Plus last year I felt similarly I mean without the blackness thing but like they did a really good job of world building the North Pole and like I think that's something that's really mm-hmm. great um when you can build a world that's like detailed and and I can't like get enough my eyes can't look at the screen enough to capture all the things like that's that's really exciting for for kids but also for adults right who can catch these little easter mm-hmm. eggs here and there I just was going to say that I have I have not watched Jingle Jangle yet because I want to watch it with my kids and I asked them to watch it with me and they were like, we can't watch it yet because Thanksgiving hasn't happened and we can't do Christmas until after Thanksgiving because my children are horrible. I know. It makes me sad. I know that's a thing for some people. (laughs) (laughs) I try not to judge. If I want to put up the tree and decorate, it shouldn't be a problem. But apparently it is in my house. <laughs> I pulled out I pulled out some of the mantle decorations, um, but my husband will not let us get a tree until Sunday after Thanksgiving. <sighs> so, because he's a little bit of a Scrooge, it's fine. It's fine. I feel he knows, sorry. He knows that I've been watching Christmas movies, but he was like, well, as long as I don't have to, as long as I don't have to listen to Christmas music, and I go, I don't play it when you're home. <laughs> <sighs> but now I am. Ha 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 ha. So I wanted to ask you: you had all these classifications for the movies, mm-hmm. um, but aside from please, movie gods, make these movies more diverse. Like, what other themes? would you really like to see in these holiday movies? Oh, man. That you haven't seen yet? I think, um, so, I mean, this year, everyone's putting gay characters in their movies. <laughs> um, I think every every platform <laughs> has a, a queer storyline of some sort. Hulu has Happiest Season coming out. Um, L- Lifetime has one. I don't know what it's called. Hallmark has The Christmas House, which they played it safe by making it like a three-story movie so there's like an older couple that's the parents and then there's like two brothers one's gay one straight so I think we're I think they they played it safe but um I I congratulate them uh for for branching out because it was such a big controversy for them last year um and so like that that's a theme that I think is important and is coming out um on on all the platforms um and I I also say so last year Lifetime did uh, an exercise in world building, I would call it. Um, And every single movie that came out on Lifetime last year mentioned in some way, shape or form, uh, no, Winter Storm Megan is what it was called. And it was a really fun little thing to watch for in every movie. And you just kind of knew that all the characters in all the Lifetime movies were experiencing the same Christmas even if there weren't like actual physical crossovers of characters from movie to movie, it was like, oh, like Winterstorm Megan stopped my mom from flying in or Winterstorm Megan canceled the wedding that I'm planning or whatever, right? Like Winterstorm Megan was just this like force of nature that like you were looking out for in every movie. And I'm really sad to see that they weren't able to achieve that this year. Again, I hope, knock on wood, that it's COVID or something, but like everything's just felt so disjointed on all the channels. And and I think... um, 
the ability for for one of these channels to kind of tell a holistic story across all of their movies um you know hallmark has what 40 and, and lifetime is 30 like that's a hard ask but it's possible and and lifetime showed us that last year um so just doing something surprising and new and special like that was really cool and and everyone dropped it this year um but i'd love to see more of that just like more cleverness more unity um more something i i don't know i i thought that was so special and i and i really do I, i'm really disappointed that we didn't see anything like that this year i really liked last year even though uh then the night before christmas was not a very good movie overall oh mm-hmm. garbage it had it like they watched uh they watched a one of the movies on TV, like while they were watching Netflix, and then later on they like mentioned Aldova, and I was like, ah, like those little Easter eggs. Yeah, yes. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, even though it didn't actually make any it sense make in any the context sense. of the movie at all. Also, like because of who's in the movie, <laughs> like, it doesn't. But anyway, it's, it's starting to stress me out. Actually, like I love it, <laughs> but like it, like in basically at this point. All of the worlds are fake in the other world, so it's like, what's real? What's supposed to be the real right. one? Right. <laughs> right. I need answers, Netflix. <laughs> I guess we'll have to see what they do with the new Princess Switch one and see if they drop anything in there. Oh, I, I need to wait. know. They released a map, FYI, for all you listeners out there who are interested. Penglia, Aldovia, and uh, whatever the other one is. All ha- There's a map now. Monrovia, I don't can't remember. They all ended. <laughs> Genovia. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh my god, it is just wildest. Belgravia. Shit. That's Belgravia, it. That's it. Yes. Nice. <laughs> Gold stars for yeah. you. <laughs> I really, I really am very. I am excited for the second Princess Switch because we were robbed last year. They gave us the terrible night before Christmas Vanessa Hudgens movie instead of Second Princess Switch. That was garbage. It was disappointing, to be sure. It was very disappointing. I was really upset about it. I mean, I'm a little, I'm a little upset that we don't get another Christmas Prince movie this year, but it's fine. I guess they've done the good work the last three years, and by good work, I mean trash that we love. <laughs> they they did some work. <laughs> They, they did some work, and yet we keep coming back for more. That's true. Sometimes I don't know why, what? but I just keep watching. Queen Amber has a special place in all of our hearts. She does, and I don't understand it. Like, I legitimately cannot She won you over with her note-taking skills. Or is, oh, it, or is it her, her blog? <laughs> Amber's blog. <laughs> Amber's blog. <laughs> It's Amber's Amber's blog absolutely is what did it for me. I or the fact that she like gave birth on like silk sheets. I don't uh, wait. To, didn't, like a nine month old. Didn't, doesn't everyone? Uh, oh, well. I mean, I don't know, but other people, but totally. <laughs> In a really uh, nice nightgown, with my yeah. hair done up. Yeah, it's there's so many so many questions. Uh, so without without the crib being assembled, right? Like I don't. <laughs> Has anyone who wrote this movie ever had a baby? Or a job? <laughs> or been a baby? I don't know. Just like... Or taking notes? Ever. Just like simply taking notes? There's just so many... But that's like, that's what's so funny about it. It's like sometimes we watch these movies and I'm like, oh man, they just like weren't trying very hard. I 
almost feel like with the Christmas Prince that they were just like punking us. Yes, absolutely. Like they did the very first one, and then we all were like, "Yes!" And they're like, oh, "Look, okay, motherfuckers." They're telling. <laughs> they're telling you in the very first scene of the movie what to expect. I don't know if you've noticed yes. this. I talk about it all the time, but like the the opening shots are like different scenes of New York City at Christmas time, and the final shot before the movie starts. Is a shot of, of Chicago. It doesn't make yes. any... It, like, you can see the Chicago flag. Very, right, it is very iconically Chicago. It's so <laughs> strange. And, like, again, they're just... Te- they're, they're letting you know, like, stop now. <laughs> if, this <isn't> your, <laughs> if, if attention to detail isn't your... It's, like, your thing. This isn't for you. If you really liked the first dad, wait till you see what we've done with him. <laughs> oh, God. Dad. New dad. Oh, God. New, New pop. New oh. pop, new pop, the uh, the penguin humidifier, or cow, no, cow humidifier. It was a cow humidifier. In the background in the kitchen while baking Christmas cookies. I'm actually, like, rubbing my eyes in stress thinking about new dad. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's, he's terrible. So bad. He's, he's, he's terrible. He takes a lot out of you. He was such a lovely character in the first movie, mm-hmm. and then they made him, like, this horrible, horrible caricature of a New Yorker. Yeah. <laughs> He's, and was, I don't know why. <laughs> it's it was unnecessary. Yeah. So, listeners, if you have thoughts on New Dad, if you have thoughts on Christmas Ghosts, if you have thoughts on what movies you love or you hate, please let us know. We would love to know. So, kind of heading towards <laughs> wrapping up some of our, our, our movie rants, but just kind of thinking about the holiday season overall. Mm-hmm. Obviously, in 2020, the holidays are going to look a lot different than they have in years past for all of us. But I'd love to hear what's one thing we're each just really looking forward to in the next month. I can start. Um, you know, December is always a really special month for me. Um it's my birthday. I was born on the 22nd. Uh, Christmas is my favorite time of year. I have obviously maybe. Um, and so the whole month is kind of celebratory for me. So just generally being in that season is, is something I'm looking forward to. But specifically, um, I, I'm really looking forward. I, I'm lucky enough, um, knock on wood, that nothing changes. going to be able to spend Christmas with my family, my, my immediate family. Um, and, you know, my parents have had COVID since I last saw them. Um, so it's been a while. And, and just to be with them and, and see them being okay means a lot. Yeah, for sure. Megan, how about you? Uh, so for me, it's definitely having our first Christmas in this house. Um, uh, I'm excited to decorate it when I'm finally allowed to decorate it. <laughs> uh, but also having having snow and having like the white Christmas experience again without having to travel Oof. for hours and hours. You say that now. It's going to be really nice. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think my kids are, are really going to like, I don't know. I feel like they're going to appreciate that more yeah. Yeah. a little bit. Like it's. Christmas in Texas is fine, cause especially because you're like, oh, I can wear a tank top, blah, blah, blah. But also, like, it doesn't – it makes it harder to feel like Christmas. If you grew up in the Midwest, mm-hmm. you're just like, eh, it's kind of Christmas, right, I guess. Like cozy. Yeah. I need to be able to eat as much up. soup as I want and hot chocolate and wear my fuzzy pajamas. And I'm really looking forward to that. We'll yeah. see about the snow, but – you know, it'll be special. It'll be special. Yeah, yeah, it'll be really nice. It'll be really nice. 
Um, yeah, I just am really looking forward to celebrating our daughter's first Christmas. So that's something that Alex and I have been looking forward to for a very long time of having our first Christmas, not just the two of us. And so this will be, be that Christmas. So we're very excited. Obviously, she'll be about like 10 months old. So she won't be like ultra aware of what's going on, but I think it'll still be really fun. I think she'll still have a good time like opening presents. She won't give a shit what's in them, but she'll have a good time opening them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's sort of like um like the first birthday. It's like it's yeah. for you and Alex. It's exactly. not for her. Exactly. So that's gonna be a really good memory. Yeah, and she's got some really cute Christmas PJs and um some cute sweaters and you know some really sweet stuff like that so very excited about that yay woohoo so on that note what's bringing us joy ade what's bringing you joy right now oh man i'm i'm deep um deep in in the christmas season um and you know like i said have watched probably almost 40 of these movies now and I found that the thing that really brings me joy is, even if they're not my favorites, I don't think I've rated them highly, but the couple movies that have taken me on trips with them. Um, so there was one called Christmas Yule Blog uh, that took place in somewhere outside of Santa Fe. Um, and then there was another called Christmas in Vienna that obviously <laughs> took place in Vienna. Um, and th- these were filmed on location. And, and it it's meant a lot to me. I'm getting weirdly emotional. Oh, gosh. But yeah, it's... I consider travel to be part of my identity, part of who I am. And 2020 has been hard in some ways, right? Um, In a lot of ways. Um, But one of those minor things for me, right? People have died. I'm not minimizing that. But for me, it's that I haven't been able to travel. I haven't been able to see the world. And um, to go, to to have these movies take me on that journey has been really special. Neither of them are my favorite, but but I really just enjoyed being in a new place and experiencing the sights and the the sounds uh, and the traditions. So that's been really special. Um, bang in. Um, so mine is gonna sound like it's not happy, but <laughs> it is. Um, so my grandfather passed away, um, a week or so. I guess when this comes out, it'll be about two weeks ago. And, uh, I wasn't sure if we were gonna be able to even have a funeral because of COVID, mm-hmm. but we were, and, um, it was very small. But I was able to go, and I uh, brought my oldest son with me. Um, honestly, like more of as a like support system for me than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the funeral, they decided to read this paper that I had written for a college journalism class. I took a like a narrative journalism class, and one of the sections that we did was on memoir and so I had written this paper about my grandfather and they read that at the funeral and um it was really touching to like hear hear the pastor read it um and like you know put that if if 
you know, the tone and the affection and everything like within my piece of writing. And then uh, afterward, some of the people uh, that were at the funeral came up to me and they're like, you know, I was friends with your grandfather and I actually had a copy of that because he was so Aww. proud of it. Wow. Um, so that just made me like really, I like I wrote it like 15 years ago. So it just uh, it made me really happy to hear. That's so lovely. I love that. Yeah. Steffi, what about you? Well, mine's going to sound really fucking frivolous. <laughs> <laughs> but my robot vacuum. <laughs> I never thought I'd be a person with a robot vacuum. And then I had a crawler. And my child was just like getting dog hair all over her front. And I was like, God, fuck this shit. And so I ordered a robot vacuum. And I love it so much. That's awesome. Like, I just, I, we have so many animals in this house, and I hate vacuuming, and I hate sweeping. It just takes so, I, I don't know why I hate vacuuming so much. I just always really have, and, and sweeping, like, takes so much time, and I didn't realize how much I was going to enjoy just, like, pushing a button, letting the little dude roll around the house for however long, and then I would have a clean floor every day. Like, it's amazing. <laughs> I, my, I just, it just makes my brain feel a little bit clearer. Also, like, forces me to kind of, like, before I start it, to kind of go around and pick up the dog toys or pick up the baby toys or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, pick up the random pieces of paper that Anya has pulled out of the wastebasket in my office to chew on. Like, whatever. So it sort of forces me to tidy a little bit before I run it. But... I just, I like my robot vacuum. <laughs> it's making me happy right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do have to pick up because otherwise it will, like, get stuck on everything. Yeah, it accidentally sucked up a cat toy the first day that I had it going, and then it was, like, beeping. I was like, why are you beeping? I was like, oh, no. <laughs> you sucked up a cat toy. So now the cat toys go on the coffee table before I run it. But, you know, whatever. I, I, I like Patricia, the robot vacuum. I have a rug with fringe on it, and so it always gets stuck on it and gets really confused. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's got it's it's gotten like stuck under the fridge like twice. <laughs> I'm like, don't go under the fridge, dummy. It How does work. it get under the fridge? Well, it like it doesn't. That's the problem. It gets like <laughs> the fridge is like just high enough up that it like gets it if it goes at just the right way it gets like the very like a quarter inch underneath it and then it like can't get out it's like it's wedged (laughs) it's like it starts beeping like help me help me oh no she's stuck i'm learning all these tips for my future robot vacuum i honestly 10 out of 10 would recommend no friends the only problem i really have with it is that it has a it has a home button which Mm -hmm. so it has a remote control which is leagues above my old Roomba but it doesn't like listen to when you press the home button I think maybe it's just too far away oh yeah I have to have mine in the same room okay and then I can push the little home button and then it goes and it finds its home but if it's not in the same room it gets lost and it just like goes in circles like I can't find my and then it just starts cleaning again it's like I give up (laughs) this is so magical it it is very girl it's really magical. It literally I, goes home by itself? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it goes back to its little charging, charging I mean, station. I guess if it couldn't do that, it probably couldn't clean your whole house. So. 
<laughs> I mean, I guess. But yeah, I don't. It's it's pretty great. So I mean, we have second floors, so have to carry it upstairs and let it run its cycle up there. But you know, like I I, I also can like control it from the app on my phone so if it's i'm downstairs and it's been up working upstairs for a while i just like turn it off and then go on a scavenger hunt later to figure out where she is and it's whatever i like it anyway listeners get a robot vacuum and a cleaning lady both do it both it's great <laughs> <laughs> we are going to take a little break during the month of december to spend some time with our families and plan for the new year But while you wait for new episodes in 2021, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and listen to us on your favorite platform. You can also follow us on social media at IRSI Podcast or send us an email at I'd rather stay in podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. Talk to you soon.